What the Tech Africa podcast powered by Africa Tech Radio. It's another enlightening episode of What the Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio and I'm your host Jessica Fortunes. In this episode, we'll explore the relationship between the African tech ecosystem and the media, asking questions such as what role does media play in the ecosystem? What's interesting about tech? How has African media contributed to the growth of the African tech and more? To join me in the studio today for this enlightening conversation and provide answers to some of these questions is Victor Equalo, a media executive and tech analyst, currently vice president of growth at Split Africa. He was formerly managing editor at Tech Cabal and senior editor at TechPoint. Thank you for joining me today, Victor. Thank you very much for having me, Jessica. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you. So, in recent times, there has been an emergence of tech media publications ranging from tech blogs to tech podcasts to yeah. tech YouTube channels and more and more. I could really yeah. go on. <laughs> so, the first question I want to ask is, What's interesting about the African tech? Why has there been an increase in this publication? Why are more people wanting to create content around the African tech? I think it's quite simple. Over the years, tech in Africa has gone mainstream. Five, six years ago, tech was a very niche thing. You know, you had people that were speaking, I don't know, coding languages, talking about APS and all that kind of stuff, you know. But as years went by, things became more mainstream, you know, everybody could um, relate, you know, on different levels. Um, you can talk about like pay stacks, exits, everybody heard about it, you mm -hmm. know. Tech news began to go mainstream, you know, and it, it got more interesting, you know. Back in the day, tech media was, again, a very niche thing, you know, you had to be in, in the in circle and understand the languages. Not much has changed in that aspect, to be very honest, but now it's like, the more mainstream it gets, the more people are interested in covering it, basically. So I think it's, I think that's what it is, basically. Really? So you don't think it also has something to do with the fact that it's said that tech is the new oil money? And that's why everybody wants to tap into it one way or another? I honestly don't think tech is the new oil. I, I, I think that thing is very incorrect. But I get what you're saying. I think that there's an allure, you know, somewhere, you know, there is all the money. And where there is money, people go, you know. So, <laughs> yes, that to a very large extent might also be a big contributory factor. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think so. But I also agree with you talking about it's now mainstream. Yes. I mean, you don't have to code to necessarily exactly. be in tech right exactly. now. Exactly. I mean, I'm hosting a tech podcast. So I might as well be a tech woman. Tech. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. yeah, so I agree with you. It's now something that we can all understand. Yeah. But then the increase in media publication, do you think it has in any way contributed to the growth of the ecosystem? Yes, I think it has. The more publications there are, the more there is a higher chance of more people getting coverage. So we have publications like, for instance, we have TechCrunch that for a long while has been, you know, focused on covering, you know, the big races, you know, very big stories. And then you have um, the other you know, people that cover the smaller startups in Nigeria, in Nairobi, in other parts of Africa, African tech, you know. 
So tech countries recently got an African presence, you know, they got somebody to cover the continent fully. Um, But even regardless of that, unless you have a very interesting story as a growth stage or seed stage startup, tech country will not cover you mm-hmm. you know yeah. as a, as they are now and this is is it's it's more a bandwidth problem like they are they don't have the power to cover you basically but there are publications that will cover you no matter the stage that you are so if tech point for instance says oh we're not interested in your story you go to another you know tech blog that uh maybe they're either focused or they're just interested in you, right? And I think the more of these uh, mediums that exist, the easier it is for people and companies to get coverage, basically. Mm, talking about coverage, but then what does this coverage do for them? What's the importance of having coverage in the ecosystem? Everything. So to a very large extent, tech business and startups is very, very determined by perception. You see two startups that are doing the exact same thing. And one has a has better perception, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you just from the outside say, oh, this is a better company. Yes. You know, there's an example that's coming to my mind now, but I don't want to say it. But it's like, free, 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 no, free. I can't <laughs> like this is a better company. But the truth is, this better company quote has succeeded in creating a better narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, they are able to tell better stories, and the media has a very big um, place in this. Um, so yes, the media helps in perception, and then Africa as a whole has suffered misconception for a very long time like people from outside the world have a lot of misconceptions about africa you know um very very deadly misconceptions and stereotypes and i mean i'm grateful to the internet digital and new media and everything and because of this the world is able to see what is going on in africa's tech ecosystem you know the ecosystem has been, you know, bubbling for the last five, six years. But when you go on, like, maybe a story or a video about something that is happening in um, Africa, you know, that is published on a foreign tech media, you see people still commenting like, wow, are there startups in Africa? I didn't know people were doing this great. <laughs> know, right? You know? Um, and, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, don't blame them or blame them. But I think that... Um, these things are important to, you know, spread the message, to show the work that is being done. So, yes, the importance, the importance cannot be, you know, we can't overestimate it. Great. Amazing. I do agree with you. Some startups that I really don't know, I've never heard about. Exactly. But you go on social media or tech cabal or tech exactly. product, and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, There's a startup doing this, exactly. right? You, you know? know, And they just make your life easier and you're like, okay, let me check for them. Let me check for them. I agree very much. Thank God to media. So yeah. that's really great. Thank you very much for mentioning that. But now I want to go back to your time at Tech Cabal and Tech Points because okay. I know that you've been telling stories about African startups. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask for an instance where you think that media has helped a particular company or a startup grow and taking them from here to here. In the earlier days of Tech Points, around 2015, um, it was funny. You know, like when, when we wanted to cover a startup, so it happened first time, it happened second time. Then we started giving them, you know, warning ahead. And it's like, oh, go to talk to a startup. And oh, you have a very interesting story. Then we're there, we're like, um, so make sure your website is, you know, strong because it's most likely going to crash. And it always happens. So the story goes live on Monday. Monday, maybe like 7, 8 a.m., and then in the afternoon, the people, their website is offline. That's crashed. Wow. Yes, it happened a lot. Um, so 
I know then, like, a lot of startups didn't have very strong engineering and all that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. Um, so it happened a lot. And, I mean, this is the biggest marker of the fact that, like, people are coming to yes. because of the coverage. There were a lot of instances, especially in the first, like, in 2015, 2016. I mean, so because of a lot of confidentiality things, I might not be able to mention names, but, like, there were people that have reached out to us you know, from what they see and like, oh, I can't, I'm unable to reach this startup. Please, can you connect me to them? And these are investors. Like I got these emails every, personally, you know, wow. and every other member of my team, you know, kept getting them on a daily basis. You know, investors wanting to talk to startups, people wanting to collaborate with them from around the world. And they read mm-hmm. the story and like, wow, I think these people are interesting. Please connect us to them. I joined Tech Cabal 20, I think it was 2019, Abby. 2019, 2020. And it was a long time from, you know, the 2015, 2016 days where startups' websites used to crash. The ecosystem had grown to a very large extent, but you could still see this impact. You know, um, you could still see startups say, oh, they raised funding because of being featured in this story. You see, you see like um, a lot of collaborations happening. I wish I could mention names it's just that a lot of these things are not public knowledge you know so like people raise monies like which is one of the very important thing in the ecosystem not the most important but you know startups need money so investors reach out and like oh yo this startup is featured i want to talk to them sometimes some people reach out and like oh this investor says they saw the story and you know again like i said earlier you can't overestimate the impact of this thing you know it's a narrative thing and it's been great and positive for startups in africa Wow, it's amazing. I'm here thinking I want to start a startup right now and put it on 10 yes, points, you yes. know? <laughs> like, so, like I mentioned earlier, right, a lot of startups have mastered the art of, you know, narrative and storytelling. And again, it's not an African thing. Even from Silicon Valley, you see startups that tell great stories, you know, and they are not, they're sometimes in some of the negative cases, not always doing what they say they are doing, you know, but they've, master this narrative game so strongly that you have this perception of them that oh my god this company is so good you haven't used their product mm-hmm. you don't know anybody working in that mm-hmm. company but you're like oh my god a yes. wonderful company and you, you have know? the formal fear of missing out you exactly, want to join everybody exactly. you know i'm going to ask a question about that because okay. i'm thinking in my head that means it might not be true but the media is painting it another way yeah is it um you're giving us a perception of what's not actually there no so the media has a penchant for over sensationalizing things. You know, it's a media thing. Um, you know how they say like, oh, bad news sells, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, there's clickbaits. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just say something that is not true <laughs> just to get people to read. Um, it's something that digital media struggles with to a very large extent because the internet generally has like content overload. Every day, there are like billions of blog posts being written. You know, there's like a ton of stuff out there and you're competing in this attention economy and you just have to come correct. And sometimes like what, what grounds do we have to compete? We don't have the bandwidth. So it's like, just tell them that this person has killed this person. They're now mm-hmm. like, oh, he killed his dreams. <laughs> actually kill him, you know? Um, but. Yes, it's a media thing, you know, painting things on how they are, you know, over sensationalizing things. Um, some people have gotten into trouble over it. But in my experience and in like the tech media in Africa, we try to a very large extent to, to err on the side of caution. 
basically to try to say things as they are. You know, when these errors happen, it's not errors of omission. It's that, oh, maybe we didn't have the whole facts at the time or somebody was withholding information, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it does happen. Okay. Thank you very much for taking note for telling us about that and that brings me back to the question or should i say going back to where you talk about you know startups need money and media help them with that because sometimes you put up something on a very big publication and people want to know about you and all of that but then we do know that media coverage is not cheap Hmm. i think the last time i asked for (laughs) for their budget you know to put a story on one of the big publications i got some notes and i'm thinking if i was a newbie it'd be so hard yeah you'd be able to afford it you wouldn't be able to afford it so for a newbie founder who's trying to reap the benefits of being seen on these publications how do they overcome this challenge again i'm speaking in the context of you know tech media in africa you know um not everything is paid and the truth is everybody wants to be featured everybody say oh see me see my own you know um talk to me you know i'm doing the best thing you know talk to me but the truth is a lot more people need to focus on what they are building and you know put work into it before they come to tell their story the truth is as a storyteller as a media person journalist blogger whatever you call yourself whatever your form is um there is the interest factor where somebody comes to you with their story and the first thing you ask yourself from a place of experience is why will my audience care about this thing and most times if you can't answer that question there's no conviction to go ahead and it's like uh, just maybe go to the person and tell them oh next time bro you know when you've gotten to x number of traction and all that kind of thing so not every coverage is paid for and again, when you're solving a genuine problem, like when you have a unique angle and everything, you know, it's easier to get people to tell your story, you know. I generally say something. I think that if you are struggling, maybe this is bad advice, I don't know. But I think that if you're struggling to convince, you know, media to cover you, maybe you need to stop trying, hmm. you know. Uh, maybe you need to stop trying. Maybe you'd need to work more on either building out your value proposition or making it more obvious, you know, over the years, I have had to reach out to people and say, oh, I want to talk to you or ask people I worked with to reach out to people. And I'm like, oh, you know, talk to this person. I think this person is interesting. And we just reach out to them on LinkedIn. Like, oh, I think your story is interesting. How far do you want to talk to us? You know, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people saying, please, please. And I'm like, what is it? What can we talk about? You know, so I think that. Again, I said, this might be bad advice. I don't think anybody <laughs> should take it. But I think that if you're struggling, like if a lot of effort is going into getting media coverage, you most you probably should just stop, you know, and go back to the drawing board. Maybe, like I said, build out your value proposition or figure out how to craft the narrative better to make it more obvious. Mm. Yeah. One thing I realized is media practitioners are most times looking for story. Yes. You go to media events and they say, I'm looking for a story. Yeah. They haven't figured it out yet, but you're yeah. looking for a story. Exactly. So it's not a matter of using text Start startup up. or the founder yeah. saying, I'm a story. Exactly. And the best way to do that is by making sure you have value. You're yes. doing something. So I agree with you. And I yeah. think it's good advice. You know, people just like to be humble. Victor is just being humble. No, guys. no, no. Like, so, <laughs> a lot of people might not agree with me. Like, you know, so I, I mean, I don't know. I think you should agree with him to okay. be sincere. Okay. I mean, right. look That's at his right. portfolio, guys. <laughs> I agree with him, please. <laughs> I agree with him because I definitely agree with him. But now let's take away. You've said um, amazing things that the media does for the startup, for the tech ecosystem at large. 
But then imagine if there was no media. There was a time when there wasn't as much yeah. media. Yeah. What did we miss? Did we miss anything? As there, would there have been like an adverse impact if the media wasn't there? Yes, definitely, yes. But also, I think that with the African tech ecosystem, things happened when they were supposed to because the coverage grew simultaneously with mm. the impact and the work being done, right? So just hypothetically, if, say, 2015, 2014, you had, you know, media, you know, everywhere, just there is nothing concrete to talk about, you know? Things were not as great as they are now, you know? A lot of figuring out had to happen and happened. And like I said, I think the media and the ecosystem, you know, grew simultaneously. And I think that the whole coverage and, you know, the whole exposure to the world happened at the right time. You know, when I had a lot of startups to make an impact, you know, I mean, recently it's fintech. It used to be e-commerce one time. And I mean, I think a health tech wave is coming. So things like that, basically. Back to your question, yes, the media had a great impact. If there was no media, things would not be the same. And I think it happened at the right time. From what you've just said, I'll be right to say that you don't think we can separate the two. You don't no, think we can separate no, Africa. No. They have to go side yes, by side. Actually. I think startups in Africa try doing a great job, especially tech founders, solving problems that you never would have actually known that were problems. Existed. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you think that the way you're doing things is just the best way it can yeah. be. And then the startup just says, nope. You can do it this Something way. Something else. I better. totally agree. And the media telling the story just makes perfect sense. True. So, so the last question would be, um, tech media, is it noise or is it impactful? Going back to where you talked about, you know, perception, talking about what it does, the impact and all of that. So if I was to ask you the question of media in tech, is it impactful or is it noise? What would you say? It's a mix of both. Ah, <laughs> yes. it's a mix of both. There is impact, you know, again, like a lot of the, you know, foreign participation in Africa's tech space is catalyzed by, you know, stories being told, you know, people looking at like, oh, I read about the startup in 2014 and here I am, you know, trying to do something from Canada or somewhere, you know. So yes, it's impactful for funding, for foreign investors and all that kind of stuff. And on the other hand, again, there's as much fluff as there is impact, you know, because this narrative thing I talked about earlier, you know, figuring out how to sell your narrative, your USP and everything. There are people that have figured out how to sell this thing, you know, this thing being nothing. <laughs> and there are like, there are people that have figured out how to oversell, you know, and the noise, the story is more than the work that is happening on the ground, you know. So it's like in every other thing, it's like, oh, the yin and the yang, you know, the good and the bad, that kind of thing. So there's, there's as much impact as there's fluff. Both of them are existing together. So now it would be unfair not to talk about the challenges yeah. in the media space. So what are the challenges in the media space? There's a lot. Um, so I think the media as a whole around the world is going through a tough time in terms of monetization and revenue and just generally staying afloat and this of course has trickled down to tech media in africa so i think about digital media tech digital media as a niche within a niche so digital media by itself is a niche then you are now talking about tech inside the digital media that's a niche within a niche and that has just made your pool of you know revenue or whatever smaller um, so it's been hard for these companies, for media companies around the world, but again, in Africa to 
be sustainable, you know, to build sustainable business models. And when they are unable to do that on time, it's also like um, very hard to raise money because they are not sexy, you know, like fintech. They are not or oh, have crazy valuations. No tech media company has raised, I don't know, a million dollars. Yes, there has been raises in very in recent times, you know. So there's that sustainability problem. There's also the problem of um, perception. Um, a lot of people like prefer for their stories to be told by foreign media. Yeah. All right. Um, on one hand, I don't blame them. I think it's, again, I think it's a perception thing. Um, but on the other hand, it's a very like misinformed perspective because the world, people read, um, you know, media from Africa and they want to, because there is the perspective that a foreign media company will have. There's the perspective that somebody that lives in Lagos or Kigali or Accra will have, and it will be different to a very large extent, you know? So, yes, I think that it's very misinformed. So I remember during the NSAS protest and everything, you know, somebody called me from Hong Kong and it's like, oh, that they're monitoring what's going on from Tekaba, you know, like that's where they're seeing everything, you know? And I'm like, basically it's a perception thing that needs to change. Um, I think those are the two biggest problems for, you know, tech media in Africa. There are other things, but those are the two, two major, major ones. things. With these challenges you've mentioned, how do we make sure that they as well are staying afloat? Because we need, since we need them to also be, so what do we do to make sure that they're not sinking? So support them, support them, mm-hmm. like support them any way you can. Um, so every once in a while, these media companies have figured out, you know, a bit of like revenue generation models. Cabal has events every once in a while, paid events, go to the events, pay for them. They are, they're not very expensive. 2000 5000 $10, you know. Um, Stairs Business has a... Pay subscription. Pay subscription. Pay for it. 10000 naira, you know. Um, give them money, you know. Pay for the stuff. Pay for whatever they have. That's actually how you support them. Mm. Unless you're an investor that has investor money or you want to give them grants. <laughs> That works too. They're open to that as well. I mean, everybody needs investor money, don't we? (laughs) Thank you very much. I keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the thank yous. (laughs) (laughs) So, what last words do you have before we wrap this up? I think that the media is, you know, very important to the growth of, you know, tech in Africa. They've done a great job so far and like there is more to do. And there is a need for resources. Like I said earlier, there's a need for support. To be very honest, it's surprising that like a lot of people antagonize the media, you know, tech media in Africa for one reason or the other. Some of them personal, some of them selfish. But I think like the media needs more support to grow, to be sustainable. Yeah, like I think everybody should come together because this is our thing, you know. We've built it to a very large extent. It's everybody's, you know. Uh, whether you like it or not, the media has contributed to the success stories from Africa. You know, they've told everybody's story equally and everything. So it's important that this, you know, media organizations are kept alive, you know, for the long term. So, yeah. And wear your masks. (laughs) That's very important. Thank you very much, Victor. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for making our time. You're very tight. You do. To honor me, to honor us. Oh my God. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. And so that's it for today's episode on What The Tech Africa brought to you by Africa Tech Radio. I remain Jessica Fortunes. Please don't forget to send us your reactions, your thoughts, because we want to hear from you. Send us a WhatsApp on 091-3558-1766. 
I'll say that again, send us a WhatsApp on 0913-558-1766. Use the country code PLUS234 if you're outside Nigeria. Also, you can send an email to podcast at africatechradio.com. Please subscribe, leave a comment, share with your friends, review, rate, do all the good things because you love the podcast. And so I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. What the Tech Africa podcast powered by Africa Tech Radio.